Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast, Every Relationship Begins With You. It's Heather Carter, and I am super happy you are here today, tonight, this morning, whenever you're listening. And we are going to talk about today the root of unhappiness in our relationships. And um, this is a really important subject. Well, actually, everything I speak about is, but we don't have to be unhappy. Okay, I'm going to say that again. We do not have to be unhappy, right? So there are four different mindsets that create this unhappiness within ourselves that makes us think we're actually unhappy in the relationship, okay? So number one is reality is not the way we want it, okay? Number two. We want somebody or something to change. Number three, we believe we are responsible to bring about the change in someone or something. And number four, we want to protect or rescue someone. Now, if you look at all four of those mindsets, none of those things are in your control. Why? Because they're all based on somebody else's behavior, not your own. And you cannot, nor should you want to, control anybody else's behavior. See, the relationship is not um, meant to be uh, the coming together of two emotional invalids with unhealthy mindsets, unhealthy, unresolved emotional trauma and wounding from childhood. It doesn't work. Um, Two people that come together that are looking to have their needs filled and their voids filled from the other person, from the person in a relationship with is not ready for a relationship. But guess what? 90% of people go into relationships looking for their um, needs and their voids to be filled because they can't fill them themselves. And so when we can't fill our own needs and we can't fill our own voids, what do we do? We want the other person to start doing the things we need them to do because they, we are dependent on them for our happiness. And that is the root of unhappiness. We are depending on somebody else to make us happy and it never works. Okay. So the problem is, you know, we react. So when we, when we enter a relationship, the way we react to other people, you know, to their feelings, their behaviors, their problems, their thoughts, you know, um, we're, we're reacting from a place of all the time, like we're in a massive crisis. There's always a crisis because why? They're, they're, our partner, our spouse is not doing what we want them to do. Our reality is not the way we want it to be. We want them to change and they're not changing. So we are always in a crisis. We overreact. Okay. We have this hidden panic. And we're, you know, in, in, in every reaction is to somebody else, because again, they're not doing what we want them to do. You know, we feel slighted. We have these, you know, hold these grudges. And, you know, so we react with what? Anger, guilt, shame, self-hate, worry, um, hurt, controlling gestures, uh, uh, caretaking acts, believe it or not, control. We have react with desperation, fury. Um, fear, anxiety, and we, we all we're doing is we're reacting so much that it's it's painful to be around us. It's actually you know it's it's so toxic, but yet we stay rooted in unhappiness, thinking 
at some point, this person is going to change. And then what is, you know, the big problem is we're reacting without even thinking. We don't even know what we're reacting to anymore, right? We react because we don't feel good about ourselves. Because why? We want this other person to change. We believe, you know, that we're responsible to change someone or something. Why? Because we want to protect and rescue them. Why do we want to do that? Why? Well, for our own needs, for our own happiness. But that root is, is keeping us stuck in the root of unhappiness. We react because, well, most people react, right? We react because we think we have to react. We don't have to react. But if we feel if we don't react, we're going to lose control. And that person isn't going to hear us. It's basically, I am angry. Hear me roar. Pay attention to me. I am significant. You have to change. And it never, ever, ever works. See, longing for things that you can't have is an obsession. And, and you can't change anybody and you can't have your no voids filled and your needs filled by somebody else. The most loving relationships are two people that love themselves, have filled their own needs, their own voids, and they come together not to get something from one another, but to give something. Okay. I'm going to say that again. They're not trying to get something from their partner or their spouse. They're giving something. And when two partners are together giving in love, not taking, not saying, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. What are you going to give me? What are you going to give me? Give me. I need more. I need more. I need more. You're, you're, I'm getting, you know, you're responsible. You're responsible for my happiness. You're responsible for if I feel good about myself. You're responsible if I, if I love myself. You're responsible if I feel like shit today. You're responsible for blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God. I, it doesn't work. You have to be responsible for yourself or you will forever stay, you know, rooted in unhappiness. So when you, when you, when you can't get a person or a problem off your mind, okay, and you desperately want to try to help somebody so you can basically, again, help yourself, you fantasize about the possibilities, okay? So then your fantasies are like, okay, if I can just get them to do this, when I get them to behave this way, then uh, it will be enough. And if I can have this, then I can have that. And if they do this for me, then I'll do that for them. Is that a relationship? No, no, that's, that's two children on a freaking playground. You push me on the swing and then maybe I'll do something for you later, but everything is conditional. Love, while is not, you know, unconditional as we think, you know, it should be, it's, it's really not, but it's not about what can you give me and that's the only way I'm going to give back. And, and so many of us think that, you know, that's what it is. So to stop longing for something that is is not going to exist, for the, the change in somebody else, you know, for this life that you desire based on somebody else changing, you have to separate emotionally from the, the, the relationship. Okay, so how do you do that? How do you separate emotionally from all of these, um, you know, these four mindsets? How are you going to do it? Well, it's called detachment. 
And detachment is not easy. Okay. It, it basically means that you separate, you know, the emotions swirling around you in order to work on yourself, on your own life, feel your own feelings and solve your own problems. Detachment is the goal to having a healthy relationship. Until you can detach from your unhealthy behaviors of rescuing, being the victim and persecuting your partner or your spouse, you're going to continue in the screwed up toxic relationship. Detachment actually separates you from the board in which you're screwed on to the partner, the spouse. If you want to possibly have a chance with this toxic relationship, the only way to have the chance is to detach and work on yourself. And as you work on yourself and your partner, your spouse starts to see the change within you, that is when they start to go, hmm, I wonder what's happening. Why is he or she doing this now? I really kind of like this person. And they start, guess what? Wanting to change. <laughs> Isn't that amazing how that works? That's why when I tell people, you don't have to have two people come to, you know, couples therapy with me. It takes one. Now, what happens is when I work with that one person, some, you know, yeah, sometimes they heal and they're like, I never wanted to be in this relationship. But more than more than um, most of the time, I should say, the spouse, the partner starts to wonder what has changed. What is going on? This is amazing. She's or he is no longer reacting in anger, sadness, you know, distrust, um, shame, guilt. They're no longer trying to control me. She actually or he actually seems really happy. Um, what's going on? And then they start asking you questions and they want to know what you're doing so they can do it right it it is the way it is and it is a beautiful glorious thing okay so instead of loving somebody too much you know um thinking well if i back off what if he or she doesn't love me anymore what if they decide well then it's not meant to be Okay, if you can't start healing yourself and living an emotionally secure life and they're upset about it, then that relationship is not meant to be. I'm sorry. You know, not every toxic relationship is going to work and nor should they work. Because bottom line is if you're in a toxic relationship or it's gone toxic, you can't stay stuck in it. You'll never live the life you're supposed to live, right? But most of the time, if you're with somebody... I almost said with half a brain, <laughs> but with any capacity to love you the way you deserve to be loved, they won't, they, they will want to get on board with you, you know, and let me tell you what detachment is not. And, and this will take away some of your anxiety because I know when I say the word detachment to my clients, they're like, oh, Heather, Heather, you know, like it really you know, their, their central nervous system is activated. So uh, let me say this detachment is not, it's not a cold, heartless and hostile withdrawal. It's not a resignation. It's not a despairing acceptance. You're not throwing people away. You're not throwing your relationship away. 
You're not going to be blasé, naive, or blind to the problems. Okay, you're not going to be passive aggressive. You're also not going to be Pollyannish, right? It's not, you're not going to be ignorantly blissful. You're not going to shirk your true responsibilities. And you're not necessarily severing the relationship. Does that make you feel better? That's the greatest, most beautiful thing. And that's when my clients go, oh, I can get on board with this. See, you know, when people are in relationships and, you know, and they, and it's true with like with a codependent and a narcissist and they say, go, no contact, no contact. I don't always recommend that because the codependent can't go no contact most of the time. And what that does is if they go no contact, it almost throws them into a bigger tailspin and they almost, you know, really go, um, go harder at the narcissist trying to get them back. They It really creates fear in them. That's a little different but than what I'm talking about. But I want you to know that the detachment is just detaching from, let me say it, I'm going to say this and I want you to pay attention. The detachment is detaching from the toxicity of the relationship. It's not leaving the relationship. It's basically saying I'm no longer engaging at this level, anyone more. It's detachment is releasing someone to be responsible for themselves to bear the responsibility of their own action, right? Detachment gives detachment gives us the um objectivity that's necessary to look at our situation and figure out what's good, what's gonna be our next steps in our walk to you know um a more steady and focused um end goal so we can get to the relationship that we desire and want detachment is ceasing to worry and changing our focus and by the way it's i I consider it heroic from the other person to what's good in our life okay so it's detachment is allowing others to be who they are rather than who you believe they should be And I'm going to say it again. Detachment is allowing others to be who they are rather than who you believe they should be. Because what keeps your relationship stuck in toxicity is you projecting who you think they should be onto them and then projecting it onto you and then the reactions and all the crap that comes with it. Because why? You're both vying for control. You're both thinking if you change, if you do this, it'll be better. And none of that's true. So when we detach enough to stop pushing, we allow our partner, our spouse to decide what they want to do. And that's not a scary thing because you see your partner, your spouse starts to love you the way you want, desire to be loved when you stop pushing and pulling and controlling. People don't get it. They just, and I'm trying to teach this to you, you know, You have to realize that, you know, detachment motivates and frees people around you to begin to solve their problems by themselves. And you're not in control of them and they're not in control of you. You know, you can stop worrying about them and start worrying about you and they will pick up their slack. They will. I promise you they will. And they will start worrying about themselves and looking within themselves. Isn't that a beautiful grand plan? We each mind 
our own emotional wounding, our own problems and heal them. And because guess what? In a relationship is where the most amount of healing can take place. And the only reason that the, the it's turned so toxic, it has to end is because we don't allow the other person to heal. Because why? We're trying to control everything. And it doesn't work. So as you begin to look at the situation objectively, you know, you can recognize that time is is on your side when you can stop longing for what you can't have and desire and dream about something better. Right? And, And, you know, the past, good or bad with your partner, can be a primer for the present and the future. What does that mean? It means that life is always full of growth lessons. We can't change some things. You can't change what's happened in your relationship in the past. You can't change the controlling that happened. You can't change the codependency. You can't change the victimhood, the rescuing, the perpetrator roles. You can't change any of it. It's happened, but you can learn from it. And you can make the best of the situation now, make better choices. You can, you know what, quit longing for what is impossible and choose, uh, you know, the best, you know, for what is possible. What, what, What people think is, they don't realize is that divorce doesn't end imprisonment. No, 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 no. It doesn't because you are you most likely you'll move on to another relationship that is, you know, if you haven't healed properly and, and allowed other people to be themselves, then guess what? You're just going to keep going from one relationship to the next. So I want you to sit down. Well, hope maybe you're sitting right now. <laughs> but if you're not sitting, sit down. Do you have a pen and paper? If you're just now turning into my podcast, make sure you always have a pen and paper. I'm going to ask you several pertinent questions that I want you to ask yourself. And this is going to help you a lot. Is what I am doing in the relationship working? Is the relationship important to me? Is this relationship important to you? You should know. From observation of the past, What do I perceive a probable future will be? And if the past has been toxic, the future is not going to look good. And the fourth question, how can I structure what I do to make the best of my situation now? So what that means is accepting your reality and moving forward. So where you're standing right now Your reality is based on what's been going on in the past, but we need to change the reality so our future can change, right? But it can't can't be based on trying to change your partner or your spouse. It has to be based within yourself. So, you know, part of life is also learning, by the way, that, um, hi, everybody doesn't want the same thing we want. So maybe the relationship you desire your partner and spouse spouse is not, maybe they're not desiring that same exact relationship. And you need to be able to, you know, get clear on what you desire in the relationship. 
And by the way, don't go ask your spouse right now. What do you desire? What is it? No, this is about you. You changing. You to, to bring change about in the relationship and hopefully do the emotional wounding for your, you know, healing for yourself and then for the relationship and your partner comes. Okay. So, um, and sometimes you have to accept reality and be open to possibilities that maybe it's not going to be the way you want it to be, but you're open to other possibilities. Maybe you decide to let go and move on. I don't know, but you must stop expecting something that is not going to happen. And that's where detachment comes in. You know what? You've got to detach from something that you want and that may or may not happen and look within yourself. Detachment is both an action and an art. Okay. So that means that it's an action. You're taking action to detach and how you detach is the art. You don't detach by saying I'm detaching. <laughs> you just stop trying to control and change everything. You stop trying to be the boss. You stop trying to root your happiness within somebody else's changing and what you, what they can give you, you know, and mental distancing is crucial. If you, you know, if you are to uh, um, objectively discern ways to live in this less than perfect relationship right now, but that, but because guess what, that relationship is important to you. So you've got to get through this time where it's not going really well but you want it to go well and you know things have to change and you know you have to detach. So you have to objectively discern these ways that you can detach without getting angry about it, without being passive aggressive, without resentment and start letting your partner and spouse live. You know, um, you have to, you know, discern your responsibility, you know, um, it, you know, you've got to figure out, you know, also what your part is, right? And and when you're doing that, you can't get defensive. You can't blame. You can't do all the things that we're used to doing. This is truly about you finding yourself. And as your partner and spouse sees you changing, they want to know what's going on and they come to the table, right? So detachment is based on the premises that each person is responsible for himself, Detachment is based on the premises that we can't solve problems that aren't ours to solve and that worrying does not help. We adopt a policy and this is what I need you to adopt. Are you ready? I want you to adopt the policy of keeping your hands off of other people's responsibilities. Stop. Tend to your own. Tend to your own responsibilities for now. If people have created disaster for themselves, if your partner or, spouse, or the really allow them to face their proverbial music, okay? I want you to allow them to face the music. I want you to allow yourself to face the music. It doesn't mean that if they don't come to you and, you know, honey, yes, you, you know, empathize, but don't give solutions. Empathy without solutions. Empathy without solutions. Stop trying to control. So you need to allow people to be who they are. You need to give your partner, your spouse, the freedom to be responsible and to grow and give yourself the same freedom. Live your life to the best of your ability. You know, we strive to, you know, um, change 
what we cannot change and we have to stop. Stop trying to change things you can't change. You know, because when you're trying to change somebody, when you're trying to, you know, change, solve their problems, you're fretting, you're getting, you're stewing over everything and you're reacting again. So learn to live with the person you love in spite of their problems that you're going to allow them to figure out on their own while giving them empathy and you're going to emotionally be there for yourself. And as you're emotionally there for yourself and as you start to heal yourself emotionally and you stop trying to control and you let go of needing this person to do what you want them to do and you expect them to do what, you know, to make you happy, I promise they will notice. I promise if you can do this, they will come to you in love. I see it over and over. Feel grateful for yourself. Feel grateful for your relationship. Feel grateful for all the lessons that you've learned. And what I really want you to do is take every lesson that you had in this relationship from the past, and I want you to turn it into a magical experience for the future. If you have any questions, let me know. You can email me. You can find um, a link on my website or here, you know, um, on the podcast to book a free 45-minute call with me to talk about, can I help you? How can I help you? Can I help you and your spouse, you and your partner? You know, you do not have to live in toxic relationships, and I really want you to stop. I really want you to live your best life. I really want you to live that life you dream of, desire, and mostly that you deserve. But you cannot do it if you are stuck trying to control change and, and, and fix everything. Thank you for tuning in and um, I will be back and we will continue on with should I stay or should I go? Part six is coming up. In a-